Well, you know, they called Titanic the ship of dreams. Yeah, 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 and yeah. That's just they... great. Look, Rose, uh... I've been listening to this hack romance novel crapathon all afternoon. Oh. Now enough's enough. Where's the necklace? Oh, look, my grandmother needs to sleep, hey, okay? Hey, Granny can sleep for the rest of her life after she tells us where that $20 million diamond necklace is. Oh. How much? I've been waiting tables at Pizza Hut for the last six years while you, you've been sitting on 20 million bucks? Come on. Uh, uh, a woman's heart is a deep ocean of secrets. Lady, I'm gonna split your head open with a two by four in about five seconds if you don't start talking. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 106 of Vague Zone. I'm one of your hosts, Thomas. And I am your other host, Daniel. And today we are concluding our run through the theme of love. Mm-hmm. We're finishing up our love run with the one of the most iconic romance movies, disaster movies of all time. We are talking about 1997's Titanic. So Daniel, would you like to read us the IMDb synopsis for Titanic? Sure. Titanic, 1997, written and directed by Jim Cameron. A 17-year-old aristocrat falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard the luxurious, ill-fated RMS Titanic. And also today, we are joined by Emily Corona. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back to the show. Most frequent and illustrious guest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Daniel, this was your choice for the last run, the last little romance choice. So why did you choose Titanic? Uh, I've never seen Titanic, and oh. it is considered, uh, you know, the most romantic movie ever made. <laughs> it, is, uh, it was like the highest grossing movie at the time. Uh, people flocked to it. It won 11 Oscars. People saw it again and again. I think I heard something that... Uh, you know, there was a period of time where uh, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On was played uh, on an average of once every two hours across most radio stations. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there was Titanic Mania, Leo Mania. 7% of uh, young women saw this movie multiple times in the U.S. Uh, they could not get enough of this horrific tragedy. Um, but, you know, Emily, you are our guest. Why don't we start with your thoughts on the movie? Um, this was also my first time seeing Titanic, which I think oh, is, wow. which I think is pretty impressive of me to, yeah. <laughs> to have gone so long. But it really it came out when I was seven, um, and uh, despite that, which I feel like this movie is fine for that age group, but it's a little young for it. But even then, I feel like I, I felt like at the time I was the only kid in school that hadn't seen it. Um, and I know, not because my parents have told me, but because I know my parents, that the reason I did not see it was because of one completely obscured sex scene. Um, I'm 100% <laughs> sure that it was not because of the the <laughs> gratuitous death. Um, so yeah, so I didn't see it until uh, right this very moment. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it was a very interesting experience because since then I've like, of course, seen a lot of James Cameron movies. Although I still haven't seen Avatar, yeah. but um, <laughs> a few episodes uh, we were on a trip recently, and so I got caught up on Vague Zone. Um, so a, a few episodes ago, you guys were talking about um, 
uh, like best action movies of all time. There was mm-hmm. just a brief discussion about, I think, in the context of Fury Road, like what it would be up against. Yeah. And T yeah, two uh, yeah. was mentioned. What you guys didn't mention was Aliens, which I think is mm-hmm. sort of a an oversight on your part. No. But I think it's <laughs> <laughs> doesn't compete. No, <laughs> I think Aliens. I think Aliens is in the running. Like it's not what I would consider the best action movie of all time, but it is. I think in the running for best action movie. I think it competes with T two, um, for sure. I don't know. Maybe that's just okay. <laughs> Aliens is a little fuzzy for me. I don't really remember watching it. I remember Aliens one pretty great. vividly, and even three and four. I think have I have no more about them in my mind. Than really? Aliens. Okay. Well, yeah. This is just me, but like in my mind, listening to that and then knowing we were gonna watch Titanic, it was like okay. Well, like that's who James Cameron is. Is like he is this like illustrious uh, action director. Um, like it really speaks to his like skill and talent, mm-hmm. I think, uh, that <laughs> that at least I <laughs> would consider him the director of maybe two of the greatest action movies of all time. Like um totally, yeah. like that's really impressive. Um but uh my first impressions of J- James Cameron though weren't shaped by that. It was by the the sort of uh the idea of Titanic because that was happening when I was growing up and then he just did a bunch of documentaries and then he did Avatar which I also didn't see yeah. because I had no interest in it <laughs> mm-hmm. so that was my initial impression of James Cameron and then I got a little bit older and saw all his stuff um, but I yeah it's it's uh, James Cameron yeah great action director and it's just deeply unfortunate that Titanic is not an action movie <laughs> like the, but it does uh, get there it gets there um but uh, I just found myself wishing it was a completely different movie. <laughs> While I was once the action scenes kicked in, I was like, "Shit, this could have been like, this could have been really cool." Like yeah. I'm imagining a more like Apollo 13, just exclusive, like it's a disaster movie, yeah, like, like just a historical a disaster movie. kind of drama. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, um, I think uh, the main plot that we actually get this romance is really tortured. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing does not feel good. None of the performances of the main actors feel very good, like, uh, which I think oh, is a no. script problem. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, we can get into that. <laughs> um, but, like, the two leads, I just think, that I don't like their performances at all. And But I think it's mostly because of the script. They're given mostly just each other's names <laughs> to say. <laughs> like, nothing uh, much very, nothing very interesting comes out of either of their mouths. Um, so mm, I, I feel like if the plot was less focused on them and more on just the unfolding disaster, that that was the main through line, um, I would be more compelled by it. And I think all the supporting cast do give really good performances and often do have really interesting things to say. Like, I'm very interested okay, okay. by all the employees of the ship, like, and the sort of side characters amongst the, um, the, uh, know the writers the people who are actually just taking the trip um they're all great like and i really like them so it makes me wish that this was more disaster focused and like an ensemble piece like this is not really an ensemble piece but if this were more like a i don't want to say a traditional ensemble piece because i don't think that exists but um Yeah, like following individual characters amongst Mm -hmm. the different classes, amongst the staff versus the passengers, um, as they just sort of intersect a little bit, and then very much intersect at the very end, and you see how... Like a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, exactly. If this were just a Guy (laughs) Ritchie movie, I would be happy. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I felt that way about Fabrizio. Once, so he kind of like disappears. Fabrizio completely gets crushed by like a steam then, pipe. Yeah, <laughs> after like saving the day, cutting one of the boats down. Yeah. Um, that was originally supposed to have a different ending. Uh, Billy yeah. Zane was supposed to kill Fabrizio, and then they were really? like, and then they were like, you know what? I think he's evil <laughs> he's, enough. He's like, cartoonishly we, evil enough. We don't need enough. to. Um, have him kill this weird Italian man. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I wish this were an in- intentional ensemble piece focusing on how the disaster unfolds, like, a little bit more explicitly. For sure. Thomas, what do you think of Titanic? I think it's crazy that you guys haven't seen it. This is, like, such <laughs> well, have a you big seen it? part. Oh, yeah, this is oh, a okay. big part this of was such a, It's such a 90s phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like there's, is... there's an element where it's, like, you see so much of it in pop culture that you kind of become resistant to seeing it. It's like, do I need to spend three hours on this movie when I've seen so many of the highlights? Um, sure, absolutely. Ahead, but yeah, like, so, so rewinding a bit, just like, yeah, like, I remember this being kind of like a cultural moment. Yeah, I was like <laughs> seven or eight when this came out. And yeah, I remember there was some controversy about like oh yeah like are we gonna let thomas watch this like this is like it, it does get a little racy there's a uh, there is a boob oh, in this movie so, so <laughs> it's there's a, there's a steamy window <laughs> coming from like a, a, a more conservative household yeah. yeah i was like couldn't do couldn't yeah. really do any of that shit i remember watching this at a birthday party that's how i got away <laughs> with seeing this yeah and i <laughs> and yeah i will say yeah walking young thomas walking away I was oh yeah like girls aren't that gross anymore i don't think girls are gross i think <laughs> there's something a little more appealing here um i remember yeah making fun of this on the playground and shit and just like jokes about uh, my heart will go on and just like this felt like such a cultural kind of shift this was the first time as a kid i felt like a movie felt like big and like magical one like something that and it wasn't like Jurassic Park related this was like oh yeah this is like a a true story about just like this fantastic ship having this incredible disaster and yeah i don't know there's just so many things that i remember from my childhood one another thing is like my mom told me that like her office took the day off to go see this movie. And I was like, just like, it's like the passion of Christ, how they take the whole church to go. Yeah. They're like, we like, like we are going to go see this culturally relevant movie. Like everyone needs to see this. And yeah, the fact that it was in theaters for just like a long time, I think it was at the top for like 15 weeks or something. Yeah. I think it's like like top box office weekend was like three weekends after it came out or like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, just kept going. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, wasn't like in love with it as I became more into film and started watching other things, comedies and you know other other types of more guy flicks. This wasn't something I revisited a ton, but I feel like every time I watch it, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I think the romance and stuff, yeah, it's pretty you know by the books. It's like a class story. Like James Cameron described it as like it's Romeo and Juliet on the Titanic, and I think a lot of those elements are. Yeah, pretty straightforward and stuff we've we've gotten before, but I don't know. I think having it on this scale works so much for me. Like Jack winning the tickets in the poker game and just like rushing to get onto the ship and just like the magic of him and Fabrizio just like watching dolphins <laughs> jump. He's just like it just like that moment actually kinda got to me this time. I was like, Yeah, like they're just like really loving just like being in this fucking magical place and just this one of a time kind of situations where yeah, they're on this massive ship going from europe to america just like yeah that i that immigrant idea of like yeah like we're gonna like make better of ourselves and we're trying to like align ourselves with this 
loftier idea of society. I don't know. There's a lot of things that I kind of clicked on a little bit more this time. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's really solid. You kind of criticize the uh, the the dialogue a little bit, but I think there's like so many iconic lines in this movie that it helps lift up like the the weaker romance stuff. Like there's just so many things just like paint me like one of your French girls or like, oh, like like music to die to. Now we know we're in first class. And just like, there's just so many great lines from people that I think it, it elevates it a little bit more. And yeah, the, also the fact that this is a James Cameron, huge grandois, grandois disaster movie. I don't know. It's like, it's cutting edge CGI um, for the time. Cutting edge CGI <laughs> for the time. Yeah. Really interesting. It looks Cameron pretty movie. good. I think. Yeah, I think it holds up. There's I think like it holds a up. couple there's, weird CG there, men. <laughs> and there's yeah. one. Yeah, little. Yeah, it's little the boiler room. Man. Those are moments. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really? I didn't notice that. I know, there's this one sweeping uh, shot early around on. very early around the ship. As I think you kind of approach the captain for maybe the yeah. first time or very early on, and he's yeah. on one of the decks and you swoop up to him, and someone lead leaves like where the wheel is. And walks out to him as you're still in this big sweeping shot, and, and yeah. it's just a little a little rubber dummy walking up to him, yeah. like yeah, it's yeah. like it's very, very robotic. Like he looks like a he does NPC even does the like, like classic like animatronic the head like too smooth snap into place sort of. Thing. I almost want to feel yeah. like it's like a, he does like a kind of a hard ninety degree turn. Yeah, it's, like yeah, the video game where it's like his arms and legs are moving as his body rotates, <laughs> like yes. <laughs> like. Yes. Um, Actually, I think that's right after the King of the World moment because they go from like that huge maybe. front shot. I think, yeah, yeah. I think you're backwards. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think <laughs> you're right. Um, yeah. yeah, happily overshadowed by I'm King of the World. Like, that's what people yeah. remember. But lest we forget, there is a small rubber man also in that shot. Uh, yeah, there's there's a moment inside the steam room when they're like going through and they're just like, when the guy tells him, oh, we need to speed the ship up, we need to get there to. To make people excited that the ship is going fast, we're yeah. going to arrive in New York quicker, sooner than expected. Yeah, and the steam room kind of just does their thing. I really like that moment where you sort of see the the boiler room and the engines yeah. pumping, and just yeah. But yeah there's a moment exactly. where a guy's on a a walkway, and it's just like it just it's very still. But yeah, there's also extensive behind the scenes uh, documentaries about this movie, and they kind of show the breakdown of those areas. And yeah, they kind of like use a yeah. miniature like shoot that in a smaller ship. But then, yeah, overlay all those people digitally. And, yeah. Yeah, some of those moments kind of show. But I don't know. Once the disaster hits towards the end, like, it feels just, I don't know. It feels very real. And I really enjoyed it. And not because it's people dying on screen, but, like, just That's the scale it. of it. <laughs> <laughs> the scale is very impressive. The, the scale of it is just, like, it, it is always kind of just, like, mind-blowing to me. Just, like, the stages of it and how it plays out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I enjoyed it much more this time. I watched it in one sitting. I don't know about you guys, but once I sat down to watch this, I was like, oh, fuck, like, getting back into this. We this watched classic. it uh, We watched in two sittings. First sitting was everything leading up to the collision of the iceberg. Uh, and then shortly after the collision, we, like, took a break, picked it up again the next day. Basically, when the boiler room starts flooding, <laughs> yeah. um, we... It was like, we were getting Which, more into I, I it, think more excited. Great, I think it's a great, like half like stopping point uh what do they call it? intermission point because yeah. it's yeah. like 
I was eager to like, okay, shit's going down. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Like, I was eager to pick it back up the yeah. next day. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So I posted on Instagram about like the, the VHS for this movie. Yeah. It was two VHS tapes. Yeah. And I actually, I was really surprised that I got some replies from, from some friends where they knew exactly where the break Ooh. was, Ooh. which I thought was really interesting. Um, and so, uh, can you guess where the break was in, in this VHS tape? Is it the uh, steamy hand? Is it the sex scene? No, it's uh, not that scene. I'm gonna get. I want to say it's like the the iceberg is right ahead, and like <laughs> it's like the guy's like, oh, I can smell him or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. Um, yeah. So the line is it's directly after the scene with a. Uh, uh, the crew, sorry, the the captain and like the ship manager, they're all inside of the room and they're talking about how the ship is going to actively sink, like explaining like how the water is going to seep into the, the lower yeah. decks. Yeah, and then he says, um, "I believe you may get your headlines, Mister Ismay." That's where the cut happens. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting that everyone knows that. <laughs> well, at least two friends of mine. Yeah. That. That was two that's still impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's impressive and it's a testament to just like the cultural relevancy of this movie for people our age where it's like it's such it's such a big movie like for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but also the fact that as far as the technology is concerned, this movie was released in like 97 or in 98 on VHS. Oh, it looks like right before the DVD showed up in like 2001. And yeah, we have this massive three-hour and fifteen-minute movie, yeah. and they broke it up into two parts. And people knew about this so much; <laughs> they watched this movie so much, they knew when that break happened. I wonder how. Like, part of me thinks it makes a lot of sense for the first VHS to be way worn out, more worn out than the second VHS, because people probably start it and don't finish it. But the second yeah. VHS has so much more action, it, it feels like it's more thrilling to watch. So yeah. how many people are just popping in that second VHS and then just watching my, it? My friend Jack said that. He's like, yeah, I would just watch the second there tape. There you go. Like, That's <laughs> fucking incredible. Yeah, just skip all that romance stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just want to see the ship fucking sink. Yeah, because that's we where all the drama is. Like... Yeah, it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty awe-inspiring. It's just such like, a, yeah. a massive undertaking. The, the I, I think this is a pretty common, like, critical perception is that uh the romance is the weakest part of this movie um i think even for people who are fans of it they have to admit that it is corny like i think for a lot of people it's like it's corny but it works <laughs> yeah, and yeah. for some people it's like it's just corny <laughs> like and that is why it doesn't work um yeah yeah i don't know that i, I can understand that like we were watching this and, and it was like does james cameron write good chemistry between characters or does he just write like he writes good drama and yeah. like thrilling moments he knows how to direct thrilling moments but does he write good romantic chemistry or just chemistry in general that chemistry that isn't hokey like even well, in aliens like all like the buddies it's like a little hokey but, but it's more fun but that yeah, works yeah. that like action movie dynamic i think is very functional and like yeah it's kind of goofy but it doesn't ring like totally hollow and false it just rings like exaggerated um versus romantic romantic chemistry I, I don't i don't think he can although like how much have we seen like i don't know he wrote that alita much? battle angel and that the romance <laughs> and that is terrible <laughs> he's one of he's one of several 
yeah. writers on that. You know, before we get our head yeah, of ourselves. Avatar is, Avatar is shaky. It's terrible. Yeah. David, yeah. you did not actually give us your full rundown, but do you feel like we've covered most of your thoughts? Um, or we'll get to most of your thoughts? or do you I, I will do say, a... like like you, I am not impressed with the performances. I think, uh, I think Leo does a better job than Kate Winslet. Um, but at the same time, like... There are moments in this movie where it's just like, like I, I I read that Leo looks back on this and he's like, I was a young punk. Like he knows that he wasn't doing a great job. Uh, and it's funny that Leo was the only one that he wasn't nominated. Kate Winslet was nominated. Uh, Gloria Stewart, who plays Old Rose, somehow was nominated. I think her her performance bizarre. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> like it's not I, good. Uh, it's ridiculous. Some, I think, like the way that they cut back to her after some of like these incredible moments, is just was insane to me. It's like after, <laughs> after the, the the drawing, after he draws her, she's like, it was the most like, erotic moment. Of my it's life. like you have this very sensual moment. Where it's like, oh yeah, Kate Winslet posing and Leo kind of like, which is their first scene that they filmed together, by the way, in this oh, movie. Wow. Yeah, and like, yeah. After that, they fucking cut back to get that was the most erotic moment of my life. I was like, oh god. And, and then, then we cut after... to the group watching her. So it's supposed to be funny, yeah. right? That moment is supposed to be funny. I, th- I, I think so. Know. Yeah. I feel like cutting to the group weird. watching her say that is like a punchline. Yeah, I, I I would agree. Yeah, I definitely would agree. But it's weird after their moment at the front of the ship and they're like doing like the arm stretch out thing and it cuts back to her she's like yeah but that was the last time the titanic would see sunlight and i was like that's fucking dark mm-hmm. like it's just a really hard cut going back to this group and the group i wasn't too crazy on i know you mentioned bill paxton being in this movie and i was like bill paxton was in this movie like yeah. i have no <laughs> fucking memory of him in, in this at all but he's the yeah, stand-in seeing... for james cameron yeah Yes, he is standing for James Cameron. He has the fucking awful sidekick who does the really excruciatingly bad description of the Titanic sinking with like his like incredibly helpful scene though. (laughs) Yes, yeah, I understand the function of it. Yes, so we don't have to worry about the mechanics of this ship sinking when we're at the climax of this movie. And we know what's coming. Well, yeah, it's waiting for it to break. I think that was yeah. It's like that guy's performance is wild. Although, like Daniel found out. He's a real friend of James Cameron. That like, so what I heard was that James Cameron wrote this uh, part thinking of his friend the whole time, his dumb friend, and then he gotcha. was like, "Oh, we'll get a, like we're gonna cast someone to play this part," and then no one was really working out, so he was just like, "All right, I guess I'll just have my dumb friend play this role." <laughs> yeah, he's like he's and, doing like explosion sounds and shit. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like that shit's dumb, but I think it's really great that we got that. Um, I think it was a very smart choice yeah. because it's like everyone knows the Titanic sank, um, but like, gosh, it puts so much more like fire under everything. Like, and there's so much more anxiety knowing like it's not just we're worried about it sinking. We're worried about that moment where it like breaks crack. in half and like, and then it gets like pulled straight down. It's like you're there's so much more anticipation of yeah. like when it starts going it's up. So, it's like oh, that's a, not this is brilliant. It. This isn't it. It's gonna get worse. Not just going down, but like yeah. something even more dramatic is gonna happen, and then it gets even. It is worse. brilliant that they established um, that. Yeah, not early in the because it's like yeah, it's yeah. like I have a vague memory of knowing that as a kid, but not really. I wouldn't have ever thought of that in the moment if I yeah. hadn't had a character tell me explicitly in the first fifteen minutes. Um, 
Yeah, because it, it is very <laughs> meticulous the way that the yeah. ship sort of go, it sinks one lower chamber at a time yeah. and then slowly gets down there. Yeah, then it snaps in half. I will say, spectacular. The weird thing about that scene is that they are showing it to old Rose, <laughs> like with yes. like headphones yeah, yeah. on, and, like, and it's like she knows all this. <laughs> and also, isn't this like kind of traumatic to like show this person? One hundred percent. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, she plays it off really like. She very sweetly, well, she's like, I didn't quite remember it like that. I was like, yeah, like you have this this fucking guy just like describing it like it's a monster truck rally or yeah. some shit. Like it's the like, Godzilla yeah. attack or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's going to fucking explode. It's like, yeah, like she's like, I lost the love of my life that day. Like I saw <laughs> all I saw, a lot of death. It's not yeah. it's not that funny, homeboy with the the. The smiley face shirt with a bullet hole but in that's, his head. That's <laughs> the point is that like they don't understand the humanity of the situation. Yes, yes and absolutely. And through hearing her story, they come to understand this very human tale. And there was there was a heart to the Titanic, uh, the heart of the, the, heart of the, the sea. sea. <laughs> yes, the heart of and the sea. And it shall rest at the bottom of the sea. Uh, yeah, I wonder what you think about this. I so we have this interesting dynamic going on between. The focus on most of these fictional characters interacting with a lot of historical characters, real people, like the unsinkable Molly Brown. Yeah, She's like it. a real person. Yeah, fucking Kathy Bates, fucking awesome in this movie. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of fascinating how they literally place Jack and Rose in the center of this drama, mm -hmm. even to the point where it seems like there's a moment where they're like, on the deck of the ship, they're like having like they're like flirting, kind of having this moment after they had sex inside of the car. And the the lookout guys are like watching them, and I think they're like sort of like injecting them yeah. so much into this disaster. Like, oh yeah, if Jack the, and Rose they were are like the flirting, they are yeah, the if, they were, if they were flirting, this ship would have fucking hit an iceberg. They... Like, do, you, do you think that that's yeah. intentional? Like they, they yeah. distracted a ton of people. It is their it feels, fault. It the feels Titanic very thing. strange to have that be to have them something distract that audiences should the come away with. The lookouts that we've been explicitly told are there to look for icebergs, and then yeah. once the rose moment ends, then it's like it's there. There's oh shit, it's right there. We almost missed it. It's right in front of us. It's also weird Dang. that like moving away from that, like this movie is about a woman who she's rich, uh, and she she she's so fed up with the monotony of being a wealthy privileged person she's gonna kill herself and the only way yeah. to break free and get a second chance of life uh is for everyone else to die <laughs> like... yeah it's kind of crazy yeah it's it's that moment really stuck out to me i was like wow that's fucking wild that they included that and i don't know i i you guys are a little critical on them, but I think, yeah, they're surrounded by really capable, yeah. good actors. Yeah. I think Billy Zane in this is fucking incredible. <laughs> he has he's just dropping bars in this movie. Like, <laughs> at the, like so after the, the scene where uh, Jack talks her off of the edge of the ship and then they all, like, find her and they're like, interrogating him and he's like, look at me, you filth. Like, 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 I don't know, just, like, his intensity and just, like, that moment is so good. I was like, are there any, like, lines in this that, like, stick out to you? It's like worthwhile good memorable lines besides the iconic ones no <laughs> damn that's crazy <laughs> there's so many great lines in this movie <laughs> yeah i mean uh, the uh oh well you pointed out the moment that's really good while they're loading the ships the the lifeboats and the man who ad-libbed the line of oh, like uh... 
I'll shoot you all like dogs or something like that. Yeah, it was like, stay back or I'll shoot you all like dogs. That allegedly, it was off the cuff. Yeah. And they like cut and James Cameron was like, oh, that's great. That's great, you gotta do that again. And uh, then he was like, oh, what did I say? <laughs> like, was just like, he, he, he was, was just so in the moment, he wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, he had no idea. Which, like, yeah, and that's, well, now that, that performance is one of the ones, like, that sort of, uh, the energy around those moments and the characters interacting then was part of the reason I'm like, I wish this was an ensemble piece. Like, I wanted to see, like, this guy has so much, like, presence. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to Every... see him more. He's, like, sort of in totally. the background of, of, like, a lot of the scenes with the captain, but, like, um, that whole cast of characters, the whole crew of the ship, I would have loved to spend more time. And with so them. it's like I feel like I agree. I agree. The incorporation and of this uh, romantic plot line and the emphasis on this romantic plot line is to bring this human element into the story. But it's the fucking Titanic. There's going people in. everywhere. Like, there's, there are so many human stories. Uh, yeah, yeah, unfolding 100%. in the final moments of this movie. Um, like you could have picked, you could have picked any of them. You could have picked several of them and done more of like an ensemble. Yeah, piece, well, there's like the. Um... But then we don't have the. We lose the, uh, you know, the book ending of it's one woman's story. I guess. Yeah, but it's yeah, like I, I think it would have been more interesting it's to like be like it's it's two thousand people's story. Like, um, it's like the seven hundred survivors and everyone who died. Like they. Um, I wanted to talk later about the the James Cameron, Catherine Bigelow stable of actors that we get a nice slice of in this movie, which no most notably Bill Paxton because he's in like a lot of almost every James Cameron feature, um, yeah, and in several or at least one of Catherine Bigelow's we just saw him in uh, Near, Near Dark, Dark. Um, but there's also another notable feature which is uh, she's only got a cameo in this movie but Jeanette Goldstein who, um, in this movie, you see her very briefly in the boarding scene at the very beginning. She's like an Irish mom with two kids. And she comes back at the very end of the movie while they're trapped in steerage, and then you see her again, like, having a very tender moment, tucking her children in when they're, like, going to drown. Like, Jeanette Goldstein is Vasquez in Aliens, in Mm -hmm. in Aliens, and she also plays the foster mom in T2. Um... And she's in near dark. And she's in near dark. <laughs> oh, <wow. Okay. laughs> um, but uh, like, she's a great actress. Like, why are you having her here in this like bad, <laughs> really bad Irish accent, covered in freck and fake freckles yeah. with like a red Irish wig? Um, I guess it's just be like, eh, she doesn't look Irish enough. Like, put her in this weird red wig but like she's a great actress she's here you have her in a cameo like you obviously want us to care you put someone with like presence that you trust their acting ability in this teeny tiny little role of something that could be really impactful this like the moment of her with her kids is great but like we could see more of that like why don't we spend more time with the characters in steerage and not just this one exceptional free spirit who spends most of his time around first class (laughs) like if we're supposed to care about the people in steerage you don't need to just bring them up into first class for us to care about them we can care about them when they're living in one party scene go down when they go and dance around and stuff yeah in their arm wrestling and getting drunk as hell. Uh, yeah. I need to mention uh, the scene where she's putting her kids to bed yeah. is a is a movie scene that has stuck with me so fucking long in my life because I remember seeing that as a younger kid. I was just like, I take hours to fall asleep. That's like I like I will just be <laughs> drowning alive. Like, I'd be stressed out the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it's, like, it's, like, it's not like the water's just gonna shoot in. Like it's gonna be slow. Yeah. Like, 
boring and very cold. But, st- but, but it's still, such a good I, like as a per- yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I understand. But I remember seeing that as a younger person and being like, that doesn't compute with me because I will fucking toss and turn in bed for at least an hour before I actually like fall asleep. And the idea of like, oh yeah, like we're just supposed to just go to sleep calmly as this whole ship ship is sinking. It's probably loud as hell. Like, I, I, it's like kind of like nightmare fuel for me a little bit. Just like all of the imagery of just like that water kind of like rising and they're like kind of just like trapped in the bottom. Yeah. Really stuck and resonated it's with funny. me for a very long time. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny that that didn't stick with you as like this like sort of profound moment. It was just it was like, like, I oh, can fall well, asleep. What was this lady doing? <laughs> no, I, I absolutely understand it. Like, oh, yes, yeah, like there's a tenderness. She's like showing mercy to the kid. I remember even my cousin explained to me, oh, yeah, like they're she's putting the kids to sleep so they won't feel it. They won't like understand. It. I was like, well, yeah, like won't no feel it gonna, didn't really like work for me. It's like, like I, yeah, it's like I don't like. They're gonna get all like, wet I just and didn't be like, buy what's it. going on? This sucks. I think yeah, as as like an adult, it's like I understand like the concept way more. I understand that, but yeah, as a kid watching this movie, I was like, no, like that doesn't work. <laughs> like that, that does not work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I agree. I think going down and being with like the other classes of people would be so much more fun. I would like to hang out with the captain more. I think he's. Mm-hmm a fantastic actor he does a really great job of sort of yeah just being just like completely stunned like there's like this loftiness that a lot of the upper class has as things are getting bad like there's a great line from ruth dewitt bucotter when she's being given a life jacket she's like talking to her maids like can you go back to my room and turn on the heater because i want to have some tea but like when this is all this fuss is all over it's like you don't understand no one understands the gravity of any of these things that are happening and i would have loved to have spent more time with the captain specifically because yeah he seems like a really fascinating character and uh i think one of the mates uh mr fantastic as well mm-hmm. uh, which what's his name <laughs> I he has know. like an insane name so yeah the actor who plays mr fantastic is um uh in this is one of the mates he's helping to load ships and he's welsh and i pulled up his name and i oh it's ewan grafud <laughs> spelled <laughs> i-o-a-n oh yeah that guy g-r-u-f-f-u-d-d it's one of those where i'm like i know this man immediately it's mr fantastic i don't know what his name is i'm yeah. gonna look it up and be like this can't be <laughs> right yeah, someone punched a keyboard <laughs> they made a mistake um, yeah apologies to the welsh i had no idea your spellings were so complicated um uh, but yeah, there's like there's so many great actors here. I wish I could have spent more time. I don't really care about Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio that much. Um, they're very pretty, um, but up like they just up, like, up until like they actually almost die, they never feel in any danger. What, of what really is the anything. one moment of chemistry between them that we're supposed to like really feel connected and really feel like? I don't know like like i watch a romantic comedy and it's like i can get on board with some of the the you know interactions between these characters but like here it's like what is the moment where i'm supposed to like fall in love with their relationship well my favorite yeah, moment know. is her cutting the handcuffs like where it's That's obvious yeah, she's terrible yeah. like this is almost <laughs> certainly not gonna work and he's just like just i'm just just do it. <laughs> just go yeah. for it. That was charming. Test shot. It like let me do it. Like oh wait wait wait. Do a practice. <laughs> do a practice yeah. swing. <laughs> do a practice okay now swing. try to hit the mark. <laughs> okay let's just do it. Um, yeah that was great. Very yeah like yeah I don't know. I think it's a good thing to ask. I like that it's sort of it's very clearly like 
is uh, Jack teaching her like these quote unquote improper things and kind of just being like, okay, the this spitting. is like, gonna spitting this is this how, like yeah, spit like a man. I'm gonna teach her to like ride horses like a man, and then we get that bookending moment towards the end in Rose's bedroom where we just see all the pictures of her life. And she did become like the model 20th, 20th century woman. Yeah. Fucking flying planes. Like it's like just Rode a horse doing in all of this... a backdrop of roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. That would have been a fantastic day at the beach. She, she, she yeah. She, well, she took the horse the... on the roller coaster yeah. first. <laughs> that horse With the ice time in her hand. life. And a beer in her hand. She did, she did it all at once. She had to, she said she was never going to let go of Jack. She so took she the horse flying. <laughs> she <laughs> the horses in every photo. <laughs> yeah. The horse is named Jack. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, all, of those thing, all of those things went over my head younger. So I think I appreciated those moments a lot more. But yeah, I would say the, the romance itself does feel a little bit rushed. But yeah, like they spend a few nights together. She's basically, she's all into them. They get a little drunk. They hook up inside the car, and yeah, after, after after he sketches her, it's like basically a sealed deal. She's like falling in love with him completely. But yeah, it does seem like it's happening at a, a rushed pace while all these other incredible it, things are happening yeah. around them. It yeah. kind of has to operate at a rushed pace. It's three hours long. <laughs> they don't have time to develop yeah. a, a romance. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, if you want to spend more time with the people in Sturridge yeah, and the yeah. other classes, it could exactly. easily be a four there's, and a half hour long There's movie. so much to this movie. Like, I, But other ensemble movies do it. They're usually a little bit longer. But it's like, you don't sm- spend a ton of time with every character, but you don't need to go through the minutia of what they're doing. Like, you're just touching base at, like, key moments throughout their day. Just enough to gain a little insight into them as a character. Um Versus this, where you actually have to develop the all, the full person and you like every little thing that happens in their day. It seems like because you're really just with them, except when they're doing the most boring stuff like peeing. Then you're like cut away to the captain. Like eh, I'm not interested in seeing them yeah, right yeah. now, but surely it's boring. Um, yeah, I don't know. Daniel's thinking a serious. I was thinking thought. of something. <laughs> I was just thinking like how insane it is that like they go so big. With this relationship, it's like he literally has to pull her off the end at the edge of the boat where she's gonna kill herself. It could just be like they're already a couple and like they have great chemistry. We as the audience are totally on board with their relationship. It's like no, you gotta have like the stakes incredibly high from the get go. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that it is a little. That was a little weird when I, I didn't really remember that. Yeah, she it gets so fed up at that dinner that she runs and she goes to like climb off and just end it all. And then he like talks her off of the edge, but yeah, it is, it, d- it does seem very large for what they could have had, but, but I you know it's, it's all about this upper class posh woman sort of being swept off her feet by this lowly American boy. And so yeah. I, 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 I'm okay with it taking its time and sort of getting there. Um, I'm a little more forgiving to it for that reason. And I like, yeah, like Kathy Bates sort of giving him the, the suit and she's like, you're yeah. about to go into the snake pit. Yeah. The snake like, pit scene like... is like when it comes to like the A plot of Rose and Jack, yeah. like that, that was the scene where I was like really invested. Yeah. Like I was yeah. like, there's tension here of like yeah. him trying to, you know, uh, impress at this yeah. dinner. Uh, and I, or think, not it's, completely I fumble think it's it, because... You know? It's a big scene with a lot of characters, each who feel like distinct individual people with their own motives. It's like 
Cal obviously like does not want him to be there, like and is there to humiliate him. And Rose's mother also is doing that, but she's doing it specifically to try to position her daughter better. Like yeah. like like you feel it like Cal is like and just jealous and possessive and classist. Um the mother is also classist, but it's it's as a defensive mechanism, it feels like, as, as much as anything else. And then other yeah, characters yeah. are more sympathetic. Like, yeah. they're clearly oblivious to, like, sort of the reality of what uh, his life is actually like. But they're more interested, like, in, have an almost, like, innocent curiosity. Um, and, and you it, get a real sense for all of these people. And it works because it is ultimately, James Cameron, action director, it is ultimately a fight scene. It is not a love scene. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah. there yeah. are stakes there's tension There's we're sparring. not supposed we're not supposed it's not james Cham cameron trying to charm us and tug our heartstrings it's like it's a fight scene <laughs> yeah i think francis fisher steals that scene so much he's just like eating the caviar just like shooting darts at him just like across the room yeah. just like it's all just like facial acting every like, every time she takes a sip she's just like glaring at uh, jack and i don't yeah. know i think it just it works exceptionally well and yeah i do appreciate that there is that that tension when he's like describing his philosophy on life and the other people are like yes yeah here here like that sounds like i I can get behind that it's like yeah i think it's a little condescension in that as well but also being like in this melting pot where this is like a turn of the century kind of thing where you know people are kind of being slightly more open-minded like you're on this the biggest ship ever built and so they're built or whatever so they're into this like frontierism kind of vibe i don't know it was cool i was i really appreciate that scene i think yeah you are on point by calling it a fight scene um yeah overall titanic great movie <laughs> yeah, what do you think well, <laughs> what do you think about the actual like disaster aspect of great. it like when is Fantastic. When, when it becomes like the actual depiction of the ship sinking like breaking in half and in the preset the like how it plays out like how do you, what do you feel the, about this? i mean it's it's the james cameron action spectacle but even more than that it's uh it's james cameron loving water so much mm-hmm. it's his favorite thing he looks yeah. the water the color of the water like it just looks yeah, yeah. so good um like it's got this like perfect inside or outside it's like this perfect blue that is just right to feel extra wet <laughs> like it just feels the water was so, so wet cold. so wet just the and wettest cold. water you've ever seen on screen the coldest um, the, the biggest coldest, coldest wettest water, water. There <laughs> Money's on the screen. The money's on and the screen. And it's in the form and of it's wet. very wet water. <laughs> um, but really, anytime water is rushing anywhere, like, I'm very curious what, um, for everything except, like, the, like, when they're in the ocean, like, I'm curious if they colored it a little bit and added, like, a tiny bit of, like, opacity to it for, for, um, for anything where you're not, like, looking down at objects deep in the water but when you're watching water like rush around and pool around people's ankles like because it seems like i don't know it has like a density to it um but it looks great like he's better shooting water than like i don't know anyone i don't know whether like i don't know who loves water as much as him he just loves it i don't know if he's very good at it but he sure loves it next movie is called the way of water (laughs) i know exactly it's like that's the yeah yeah, it's like more water than you've ever seen. Right preceding this, I'm pretty sure, was The Abyss. Or actually, I think T2 
preceded this maybe directly but he did the abyss which is just water water world was 95 yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was a pretty wet this movie. water like, <laughs> this, is, this is wetter water than water world um i don't know yeah this fucking disaster section of the movie always is just like incredible to me and in how many different sequences we yeah. get with just like jack handcuffed to the pipe mm-hmm. and then like rose kind of like going down to save him running around looking for help and not finding anyone going to get the axe and coming back and swimming under this water like yeah there's a, a like a moment where she gets to like go under and kind of like go in, like down below to kind of come up on the other side and I had this really dumb thought this time watching us I, I don't even like doing this in video games where you have to be in these claustrophobic underwater areas when you have that like timer of breath or whatever that shit always like makes me nervous and so seeing it here definitely like was a little bit more effective uh, i don't know there's just so many parts where water's rushing towards people and like the dad gets the sun and he's running the wrong way and they're like no don't go that way yeah. and then just completely wiped well, yeah, away uh, yeah the, 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 the like saving the child that's down down in steerage is <laughs> was honestly really funny because they go oh, they yeah. grab this kid the dad's really angry he takes the kid it's kind of a funny scene yeah. the dad goes the wrong scene and then they both immediately <laughs> including the child just die yeah it's <laughs> like, fucking hardcore doing? don't do the the dad can already have the kid like if you want to kill the kid don't make them go save it because it's not it doesn't like, make we it know more Jack is good. Yeah, like, we, we don't need to save guy. the cat moment. He's already, yeah, the protagonist. We get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I actually thought about the save the cat thing when uh, Cal he like runs past like oh, a crying kid and like yeah. doesn't save, and then he goes back and, and uses yeah. him to get onto a lifeboat. Like you sleazy motherfucker. Yeah, kill the cat. But yeah, all that. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that boat capsizes once it's in the water too. So I'm pretty sure the cat. Uh, I, both cats that are human children die. I mean, he lives. Cal lives. He wasn't on Cal lives. I, he gets off. It's like, uh, I, I can't. Yeah. It's a little muddy right there. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the I whole, think you're right. From the beginning, like, once the water starts rushing in the boiler room and the guy's, like, getting guys out as the little doors are, are closing. Oh, just the best. I love it. Everything gets really frenetic. Um and uh, again proving to me that like James Cameron can have like 18 storylines going simultaneously and you can understand what's happening in each and every one of them (laughs) he just chooses not to for most of this movie Um, but there's like so many distinct little characters that you understand they each have this like just the teensiest bit of motivation just to understand why everyone is acting the way they do like you get the band like you know the band you know Cal you know Cal's butler like you know like three different of the like shipmates who are loading different sections of the lifeboats like each of them is is behaving a little differently than the others um yeah which Fabrizio with the knife Fabrizio is up there like uh yeah you've got a few featured like people trying to get onto boats you've got certain rich people who are like realizing something's wrong and then other ones who are totally oblivious um yeah it's wonderful yeah, and speaking of the band, another fucking reason why I think there's this screenplay I would consider is fucking solid as far as the lines are concerned. Like the like, it's been a pleasure playing with you, gentlemen. Like it's a moment I fucking yeah. love in this movie. Where yeah, it's just like they're they're playing like really lofty, fun music, but then once they fucking realize that like oh, there's no turning back, we're all gonna die, then they yeah. start playing like the Hymns. really sad songs. They start song. playing out, like, yeah, near my God to the yeah, yeah. I don't know that moment really works for me. I fucking really like that. And there's one. One, I think, classic horror movie moment that you only get just a tiny taste of it. And it's so great. And it's when Rose... It's when the creature from the Black Lagoon yeah, bursts emerges. out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
slow motion. <laughs> slow motion. You just get a little glimpse of it, then it goes under. Uh, no, it's right. It's either bef- it's before Rose has freed Jack, and she's downstairs, and the power goes off for a second, and you just yeah, like sit yeah. on her face in the dark, and her breathing and panicking, and then the light comes back up. And for her, it's just like the stakes have changed. Like it was already really yes, bad, yeah. and now now she's in a panic. Um, uh, that was, yeah, was that definitely does raise the stakes. Yeah, in a very good visual way. And I love yeah, right around that time, like or it might have been slightly after. It's when yeah, you cut back to the boiler room or another. There's like a electrical grid, and this guy, this worker just like he's trying to like do something. He's trying yeah. to sp- make a switch, and then he just gets electrocuted, and then the entire ship goes dark. Yeah, and then it's and then after yeah. it goes dark, the board starts snapping. It's just like the the progression is yeah. just fucking just so it's choreographed yeah. very well. And yeah, it just yeah, once you so get to that done point, right in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think yeah, once the ship starts to like snap and the board starts breaking. We have this entire scene sequence of people like climbing up to a point of it and trying to like just navigate this ship kind of like cracking. It's just so visually fucking just grand and big that like when people are like, falling off, there's the mm-hmm. really memorable moment of the guy falling and hitting the propeller blade and yeah. flipping off and just like, just fucking hard it's very hardcore and yeah after sort of being adjacent to a like a large tragedy recently watching that i was like oh like my smile kind of started to fade away in those moments i was like this was usually the part of the moment the movie is oh this is really cool this is when the fucking ship is sinking but then i'm like yeah it's just a massive loss of life and it's like when the fucking ship snaps and falls onto the people in the water just like yeah. Erases yeah. any like sense of hope yeah. for anyone. Out well, there. we get sort of the audience stand in who I think is like throughout most of her presence in the movie, but like Kathy Bates, I think is sort of like us, like sort of making fun of the rich people a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she, but she, movie, when yeah. she's first on the lifeboat and they row away and she looks back at the boat and the boat's tilting and she says something to the effect of like, well, that's not something you see every day. Um, and then. Yeah. Once I think the boat is snapped in half and is now, but is like going back sort of vertical again, you cut back to her, it's like almost exactly the same shot. And she just says something like, oh my God. Like, God like, Almighty or something. Um, yeah, it's like, it, yeah, yeah, it's that exact moment where it's like our little snappy sort of saying it. Like she knows, she knows what's up. Like, like it's been goofy up till now. And now she's in like awe, like there's in also, the traditional biblical sense. There's also a moment where a guy is like everyone's getting evacuated clearly he's not going to get evacuated and he says like let's get a brandy or something like that like he's like kind of making yeah, a Mr. joke Guggenheim. while <laughs> yes mr <laughs> Guggenheim. Yeah. making a joke while confronting death and then later we get a shot of him in like that same room filling up with water and he's not amused anymore he's yeah. like face yeah. is filled with terror yeah um and it's nice to get that yeah. contrast yeah yeah, yeah, when the when the, the scenes at the when the dome breaks, yeah, when the yeah, dome yeah. breaks and everyone inside is like, which is ex- exclusively first class and staff. Um, but yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah, the staff when for things first go wrong, like there's all these staff scurrying around, being like, "Oh, can it get you anything?" Like mm-hmm. try still trying to do yeah, the like yeah. first class shtick. Um, yeah, yeah and I, I appreciate that Cal kind of criticizes it. He's like. Oh, the, the Brits always doing things by the book, and I, I don't know. I, I appreciate that 
just that one line from him, I, I agree. I think he, well, sorry, I believe he has a lot of really solid moments and lines in this movie, despite being a completely despicable, awful villain that abuses his fiance. Like, I think he has some of the my favorite lines in this movie. But um, Also, towards the end, yeah, when the water is rising up, there's, like, a moment where someone gets, like, sucked into, like, a porthole. Like, there's, like, water rising. Yeah. It's, like, sucked into yeah. it. Just little moments like that just start to stack up. And, yeah, it just became, like, a very real and, like, violent-looking, like, climax to this massive sinking of the ship. Just a, just a disaster. Then, yeah, once people are in the water and there's a guy, like, try, he, like, pushes Rose's, de- Rose's head down underwater as he's trying to just frantically get more air. It's just, all, all that shit is just nightmare fuel for me. I just hate anything having to do with just, like... Like chaos involving water is just something I'm not into. <laughs> yeah, it's an incredible movie where the weakest part is the heart of the movie. <laughs> yeah, the weakest part yeah. is yeah, the yeah. a plot. <laughs> yeah, what a it shame! It does so much right. Like yeah, yeah. It's and like I just saw. I didn't realize James Cameron was one of three editors on this that won an Academy Award for best editing. So it's like yeah. James Cameron's fucking incredible <laughs> like i hated avatar absolutely hated it but like this man's an incredible talent uh i think he just has some you know tendencies that suck <laughs> yeah. yeah i think some people would agree with that because there's <laughs> stories on set of you hear about oh the, yeah like, he like screams PCP. at people and shit no, they like a crew member like poisoned. They like spiked a oh, bunch of. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Bill yeah. Paxton. Yeah, they spiked. Story. Yeah, they spiked a bunch of soup with like PCP. Yeah, and people were, yeah. Like, tripping and vomiting. And was that on the Titanic set? Um, I don't know where this happened. I, I, I didn't hear. I just read about this. I think it might be the Titanic set like, because there isn't told anything. The story about it. He's not. There on, isn't anything the between Titanic and uh, and Avatar. Yeah. So it would have to be either Titanic or like. T-tail I think it was the shooting thing. No, yes, no, no, yeah, it was on the Titanic set. I thought you meant like on the. I thought oh, you no, meant no, the no. set. Actually. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. no, I meant like during the shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah, at a, at some point during the shooting of oh, this movie, yeah, there was, was an the incident. <laughs> there was a, a disgruntled crew member who, yeah, it was he like chowder or something, had, right? Yeah, yeah, he chatter. had enough. Like people were going back for seconds and thirds because they were like, "Wow, it's so good." Secret ingredient, PCP. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, that person I'm sure is in jail. People had to go to the um, hospital and shit. But what I don't I... know if they found out who did it, did they? Did they not? Wow. I'm not, I'm not sure. This is <laughs> <laughs> entirely hearsay. But yes, this is uh, one of the legendary stories behind the scenes of this movie. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he's... Someone was pushed too far. Yeah, James Cameron, you know, he's on his fifth wife, I'm pretty sure. His current wife... Another interesting Bill Paxton as the James Cameron stand-in is his current wife, who... He allegedly cheated on Catherine Bigelow with is the woman who plays the granddaughter in this. Oh, who then has it's not exactly like she has a romance with Bill Paxton, but they have some like time together that feels like if this three hour and fifteen minute movie were a four hour movie, they probably would in develop the, a romance. In the alternate ending, Bill Paxton asked her to dance. So, okay, like, so Why? yeah, they, <laughs> like when did this happen? Yeah, um, uh, okay, but. Uh, yeah, he loves Bill Paxton, and Bill Paxton yeah. seems to love it. Bill Paxton also voiced his uh, Titanic documentary, or, or the oh, ghosts really? of the either he's everywhere. Man. Alien, <laughs> either there's ghosts and then there's aliens in the. They're both about the ocean. His two documentaries, 
I forget what is alien documentary about the ocean? No. Well, it's about just like deep sea stuff. I think it's Aliens of the Deep or something uh, like that. Oh, that's Avatar 2. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, yeah, way the water. That's a documentary? Uh, <laughs> I've seen that on the news. But one of his documentaries Bill Paxton is the narrator for as well. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah. He loves him. Keep, keep his friend voice. paid. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's, what is, that's what movie magic is really all about. <laughs> It's just keep calling the people keep you love. the butts, and, yeah. And I just think yeah. it's really funny that Catherine Bigelow also has been using them, too. Because there's also the uh, Lance, is it Henriksen, um, mm-hmm. who plays the... Uh, uh, android or whatever. The yeah. android in Aliens. The, like, he's good, good boy. And he's also in Near Dark. Um, and there's some oh, other uh, uh, James Cameron movie he's in as well. Um, maybe a couple. So yeah, they got all those. They got all the same friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Well, any departing thoughts? I mean, we can. Any final thoughts? There's, I feel like we can keep going, but let's. There's a maybe lot it's time to move on. <laughs> um, yeah, at least I'll wrap it up. Uh, there's two things I want to mention. One is in the beginning of this movie, um, when Rose is like giving her narration she describes the titanic as like this was my slave ship taking oh, me back i did to take a note about that we did talk <laughs> about that yeah me and daniel yeah. So I, like, I was like holy shit like that is a that is one way to describe it rose there's uh, like one other <laughs> reference to oh yeah oh. leo says like i guess i'll just go back down with all the other slaves or something yeah like, after his dinner people talking yeah. about yeah yeah, it's like, I, I don't even know if there are any black people on the Titanic. They, I'm pretty like, sure there might be. They're literally like, go down and have family. a party. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Go down with the other slaves that do a river dance on a table <laughs> and then steal like, pints from is, some arm wrestlers. This is a little, like the slaves did. A little off color. A little off color. Um, and as far as mentions of uh, this movie has been parodied and referenced in many other. Uh, forms of media, I think one that I think is worthwhile to to search out and to watch is the two-part Futurama episode of it, where it's like Zap Brannigan, he's piloting this massive spaceship that is like this this giant fucking spaceship that's going on this trip, and yeah, they have this really great play on class with their lovable, smoking, drinking robot bender wooing a a posh female robot, and (laughs) It's it's just a, a fantastic parody of the Titanic, just completely from top to bottom. It's just really great and one of my favorite two two part episodes. So it's well, definitely recommend. We that. also have the Titanic sequels. The, uh, Titanic the, two. Titanic two, <laughs> which I haven't seen. Uh, and then Titanic six six six. Yes, and supposedly oh. there's Allegedly. a. Well, actually, no, we can't talk about that. Okay, right. never mind. <laughs> industry <laughs> industry secrets. We have insider knowledge that we can't discuss. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to hear about. But this. yeah, Titanic six six six. Um, which I have not seen. I've not, not seen that or Titanic 2. Why would Titanic. we? Well, yeah. <laughs> we should watch Titanic 666, though. That would be great. Um, next Halloween. Yeah. Oh, and there is a, there was an SNL sketch with Sherry O'Terry as Old Rose telling the story to Bill Paxton playing, reprising his role, uh, and also the crew. Uh, and then they just beat the shit out of her because they're like, "Where, <laughs> where's the?" They're like, "Where's the fucking jewel?" Uh, oh my god! And then, uh, That's great. And then we cut to uh, James Cameron being like, "This was the original uh, ending I wanted for Titanic because how cool would it have been to see an old lady get the shit kicked?" <laughs> oh god! Yeah, just yeah. Once again, just this is just such a massive cultural moment just for everybody it, i don't know even if you didn't see it 
you knew about it and you knew a reference or something about that. I think it's incredible. Yeah, the romance might be a little weak, but I still think it's quite a fantastic movie. I really like, like, I've heard a lot of uh, just, like, quotes and, like, read some stuff. James Cameron responding to critics. Uh, I don't know. The way he talks about this movie, it's like, yeah, he knew he knew exactly what he was doing. Um, people say, like, oh, it's corny and stuff. And he's like, well, it connected with all these people and i feel like you know yeah it's relying on some cliches and stuff but all of those cliches are speaking to uh something that is very true and very human and that is what i wanted to emphasize and so like i feel like he talks about this stuff in like a pretty clever way i don't necessarily i'm not necessarily on board with the product <laughs> of this philosophy so, yeah. but like i appreciate that he seems to be a very thoughtful uh, you know, person when it comes to his work, he takes it very seriously. Or he's had enough time yeah. to get the right, get the spin right. But it it just doesn't <laughs> sound like. I think I've said it on an episode before that like I don't think he's a cynical director who is like making movies for the masses. I think he just has very he has interests that are very mainstream, and he is making movies to satisfy his own interests, who mm -hmm. just happen that just happen to, you know, be very mainstream. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. like, he's not all, like, a fucking movie about, like, a bunch of blue aliens. Uh, that's not necessarily mainstream, but, like... But the plot is, like, so... And, like, he, like, held on to Alita Battle Angel for a long time. He's, that like, a fucking weird. nerd. He's a dork. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he has these, like, uh, I don't know, sort of sentiments and interests that, uh, you know, he, he's making work to satisfy himself. And it turns out a lot of people are also interested in what he's interested in. Yeah, he was, like, maybe not so much interested in this, going back to the theme of romance, going into this, he's not as interested in, like, this dynamic between Jack and Rose. He just wants to give you the most faithful visual depiction of this ship. He wants to recreate all of the rooms and the, the dining room and the mm -hmm. fucking grand staircase, and he wants to go underwater 12 times and shoot <laughs> the actual wreck and then make miniatures of the wreck and then film that and then CGI it all together so it just feels like yeah. this seamless thing and just make it, it feels absolutely like, like he did... I want to be on this fucking ship. It seems like the simplest, most straightforward way for him to write a movie about all of the rooms on the Titanic he wanted to go into. <laughs> it's like, he wanted <laughs> to see a little bit of steerage, but it's not very exciting. It doesn't look really cool down there, but he wanted to see, like, the cafe and the restaurant and, like, the big parlor, and he wanted to see the staircase, and he wanted to see a bunch of the first classrooms because they were allegedly super decadent and amazing. And so yeah. he, he wrote a story around people walking into all of the rooms that he wished he could walk into. And, like, this was the most, like, simple way for him to do it. A romance. Everyone loves a romance. It's very, it's very, uh, I don't know, I can't say as, as someone who isn't a writer, it's easy to write a romance. But it's, um, it's tropes <laughs> yeah, people, it's hard to do it well. <laughs> it's tropes people recognize. And so you can use a yes, little bit yeah. of shorthand for it. Um, for the, like, yeah, the doomed lovers. The doomed lover, everyone knows that. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it so, feels, yeah, yeah, he built a plot around wanting to go into, on this big staircase. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it ends on that really nice like moment where you, like you you go it starts underwater and then you go into it and then it kind of comes back to life and yeah. then you go into yeah. the room you see yeah. all the main cast you you ascend the staircase and they all kiss the and then you go die. to the sky. I'm pretty sure oh, you so only weird. I'm pretty sure yeah. you only see in that last goes. scene people that died on the Titanic like not people Which that are currently that she's dead. dead. 
right? Well, she is. Rose yeah, dies she dies then. So then she goes, and I'm pretty sure, I was looking at the Wikipedia, yeah. and it was like, oh, and she the greeted by the people who died on the Titanic. It would be interesting to go back and see if, like, because I don't think her mom's there. Yeah. Like, I don't think Kathy yeah, Bates is there. Yeah, like, to be like, I died, you know. I'm pretty sure it's, because there's, like, a kid who, like, is sort of a featured sort of, nah, not technically a featured extra, but like an extra you see multiple times a specific kid. The kid um, he dances with. Yes. Mm. Um and uh yeah, so that's I mean, I get it. It looks it looks great. <laughs> but it is a little spooky. Um one hundred percent spooky, yes. Very, <laughs> very scary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There is there's a lot. There's quite a bit in this movie. Yeah, quite a bit. All right. All right. Thomas, what have you been watching lately? <laughs> um well, it was Halloween. I was trying to to watch Halloween shit, but yeah, after the tragic events of Itaewon, I wasn't quite interested to do something super morbid after that, even though I watched Titanic this week. Um, so I've been watching uh, Dark Place. I've been going Garth back Marenghi. and... Yeah, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. For those who don't know, it's a... I forget the guy who plays Garth Marenghi, but it's like a show within a show done by Channel 4, directed by Richard Ayoade. It has Matt Berry in it. It is about a, uh, a hospital that is built above the gates of hell, I believe. That is where this hospital is located. And it is, yeah, it's splice is like the framing device is like yeah it was a lost tv show it had a a small running in peru but before it was lost for 20 some odd years and now the crew was going back and reflecting on the the show and kind of doing little interviews about it and i don't know it, it's just a lot of fun and it's six episodes it's real short it's only six episodes yeah it's only six episodes um but yeah, it's just fantastic. Uh, really great production value. A lot, a lot of great lengths were taken to make everything just look a particularly great of shitty. Mm-hmm. It was like the ADR being off yeah. and just the, yeah, just the cuts being strange and the makeup being kind of shitty but kind of good. And the acting is very stilted but also just fucking fantastic and hilarious. And there's just so much to love about that. I've seen it before. But I was rewatching it. And this time of watching, I, I think, was the first time I found out about Man to Man with Dean Lerner, which was a spinoff show, which is featuring Richard Ayoade's character, Dean Lerner, doing like a talk show. Interesting. Wasn't as, yeah, wasn't as big on that. There's a, a very noticeable laugh track that's a part of that show that makes it a little bit harder to <laughs> yeah. get to. Yeah. Um, uh, Dark Place just works because, yeah, it aired on Adult Swim. I never watched it on Adult Swim, but it fits very perfectly within that ethos of making fun of shitty 80s TV shows. And yeah. Just, just, just fucking, just, it's great. There's so many good things in it. I think I've seen I, the first episode maybe three times. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen another one, but it's so good. <laughs> it's so much I think fun. It be, yeah. I think it, like, hearing that it's six episodes, it's like, yeah, I, I think that kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, that's a nice feels little... like it would be hard yeah, yeah. to prolong that joke. Yeah. Uh, that it's just a yeah. shitty production it... made by yeah. idiots. Yeah. Yeah, they talked about making a movie that never got written or produced, which I'm really disappointed about, because I think a movie would have been a nice little ending to it. But the six episodes work really well. I think the first episode might be the best. But uh, episode four, Apes of Wrath, is very, very good. That might be the second best. And then the one right after that is called 
the Scotch mist, which is about him, uh, Garth Marenghi, being very bigoted towards Scottish people. And <laughs> Sounds he, fun. He tells, a, he tells a very dramatic story about his plane doing an emergency landing in Glasgow and how it's just like the worst night of his life. And it's, it's just fantastic. So yeah, that's, that's like mainly what I've been watching. Um, and that's about it for me. Um, what about you? We've been watching The Cabinet of Curiosities. Yes. Ooh. Do you want to talk about that? I, yeah, got, I really got to pee, so I'll let you. <laughs> Dana's going to go pee. I'll hold the floor. Uh, should um, we pause? Should we this wait? Is, or this is Vague Zone with Emily and Thomas. Um, hey. hey! Welcome to my show. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we've uh, we've been watching Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, real mixed bag. Um, okay. After every episode, I text um, our good friend Sean Blau, um, resident Lovecraft lover, um, and the most knowledgeable. And even the stories that aren't Lovecraft but are still like adaptations of short stories, he's of course read them. Um, yeah. So uh, I did not particularly enjoy the first couple episodes, which now I have to refresh my memory on what they were exactly. But the third episode enjoyed a lot. Um, let me, I'm gonna just quick pause and pull it up so that I have it. Cabinet. Curiosities. Okay, so yeah, the, the uh, yeah, it's eight episodes. Um, lot 36 might be a del Toro story. I'm not positive. Um, then there's Graveyard Rats, which is a sort of felt very, very made for TV. <laughs> Lot 36 was pretty polished and had some really fun effects to it um, mm. and some uh, great acting. Um, but the Autopsy, episode three was fantastic and much more gruesome than i thought the show after what after the first two episodes like a lot more gruesome than i thought this show was going to be going for um okay. which is very heartening because del toro can can love loves the gore it's sometimes. like genuinely like kind of disturbing very distressing <laughs> um so that one's been my favorite so far then we skipped an episode because it's uh at least the beginning of the episode takes place at Christmas time, so we're gonna save that yeah. until Christmas. We time. got like thirty seconds in, and we're we like, love we, we, we love seasonal viewing. <laughs> yeah. um, so we skipped okay. ahead to to the next two episodes, which are both Lovecraft adaptations: Pickman's Model and Dreams in the Witch House. Um, I really enjoyed Pickman's Model um, and did not enjoy Dreams of the Witch House. And Dreams of the Witch House, it ha it's from the director of Twilight. And so already sort of it feels very yeah. it feels like an adult goosebumps episode it's very pg if it wasn't for the profanity and for one you know violent death scene uh but it also has a character that is a rat with a human face and the whole time <laughs> every time he's on screen you're like okay when are we gonna learn What's what the, the deal guy? is with this uh human human faced rat and spoiler alert you never find out what the deal is with this human faced rat he just he's just there uh, so <laughs> I think it's a helpful spoiler so you're not anticipating some sort of explanation for <laughs> why this uh, guy exists yeah uh, so upon so both of these are Lovecraft stories that I had not read um, and uh, after texting uh, Sean to make to see if my 
uh, first impressions were correct or not. <laughs> he was like, oh, no, Pigman's Bottle wasn't good either. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> okay. so I have not glanced through that one at all yet, but I did sort of uh, do a quick once-over on the Wikipedia for, for Dreams of the Witch House, and it's like, oh, God, yeah. There's so much there, and so much more, like, overtly Lovecrafty stuff of, like, you know, in an actual like parallel dimension where things are weird it's not just a misty forest that you can recognize it's just a misty forest like it's places where there are beasts you don't understand and shapes that don't make sense and like and voids (laughs) um (laughs) and like like my nightmares i love it yeah it's like there's so much material and it seems like the whole a plot line of the sister might not even exist in the original story so i gotta go back and reread it it seems like a even if it wasn't a bad adaptation, it's not a very good episode of television. Um, but I feel like even the worst episodes okay. are still fine. I still have a fun time. Yeah, you're in, you're in, you're out. It's an hour long. You get a yeah. beginning, middle, and end. I uh, love the one hour bite size horror. I mean, well, I guess yeah. that that is an actual thing. Isn't bite size horror? Bite size horror is a Hulu thing. It, this is longer than <laughs> those are like those are like two minutes to an eight actual bite. Something. You could chew for the oh, length wow, of yeah. time of those episodes. Um, but an hour, I love it for like a spooky show like that, yeah. like twenty sh- minute short, movies. twenty minute television, one hour horror miniseries. We love a good ninety minute movie. You know what yeah. else we love? A good sixty minute movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the only here. thing better than a tight ninety, <laughs> a yeah. tight sixty. Yeah. I watched three of these episodes in the time it took to watch Titanic. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. no, 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 and Titanic was I, I, better I, I, than I, I, Titanic. I was more artfully crafted. <laughs> but um but yeah would highly recommend the autopsy mm-hmm. i enjoyed the pikmin's model episode um uh apparently not a particularly good adaptation and i can see that like looking through it a lot of the things that i am pretty sure are done more effectively by the short story i also felt like weren't quite um fulfilled by the show um but yes yeah, so we've been watching that and have we seen anything else did we watch Near Dark since the last episode, or did you talk about that last week? Okay, we talked about it. I don't think we've really watched much else. We've been busy traveling. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Went to a wedding. Went mm-hmm. to visit family for Halloween. Yeah, had high um, hopes of watching spooky stuff with the niece and the nephew. Yeah, it's not um, of time. They act. had school. Yeah, it turns out kids go they to have, school they have during the day. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I, know. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, we had... They should really have time off for Halloween. Halloween's yeah. an important it's the time better, of year. It's fucking better than Thanksgiving. Sorry, I know you don't like Thanksgiving. I like also landed on a Monday. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a just... great time with Thanksgiving. You, like, like, I should Thanksgiving, it's just like a meal. That's it? That's the whole tradition is a meal? No. Well, that's like saying Halloween is just trick-or-treating. Fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and you get to wear costumes. We trick-or-treated for like half an hour. The more fun was carving jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah, see, another thing you do and, on Christmas. And on, eating uh, on a Halloween meal. A good meal. Yeah. So we did a two... A, uh, we did two, like a three activity. A two nights, but two nights of competition, of yeah. family competition. First night, oh, wow. a jack-o'-lantern carving competition. Um, and second night, a pumpkin cook-off of yeah, making pumpkin-based pumpkin pumpkin dishes. Oh, that's great. Um, had a great time. And then we went trick-or-treating. Yeah. And so, yeah, just three solid activities. Yeah. Didn't watch a horror that's movie. Awesome. Could have made it four. Could have made it four. Oh, well, next Damn time. education. I know. Boo. Yeah. So, yeah. Kids gotta go to school. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's a shame. 
Um, but yeah, that's been our week. Haven't watched a whole lot. We're probably going to wrap this up and then go watch more Delta. Oh, oh Daniel's well, struck gotta, by inspiration. Well, no, I got to we gotta gotta roll, roll a die. Roll that die. Oh, roll for that the next die. theme? I got to find my die real Ooh, quick. I'm so excited. I haven't actually seen this process happen before. It's very chaotic. It, <laughs> is it a D20? <laughs> Yeah, it's a D twenty. I just grabbed it. Oof, okay. Yeah, I think we might need a few more themes. Okay, let's let pull me make off sure the theme that, um, list. Yeah. Well, there's. I see twenty one. Okay, there's. We got a full list. Okay, well. I believe so. Well, twenty one is not happening. Yeah, no. See, no. Twenty two. It's twenty two. Okay. Well, we're, we're only not, rolling for the first twenty. They're we're extras. not doing man versus nature and man versus machine. The not happening this week. Uh, are there in case we need to fill one in after we do? Okay. So I have my twenty sided die. <laughs> I am rolling. Okay. The number is six. Death. God. Death. Oh, Well, man. Titanic is a nice transition, I guess. Well, we, yeah, going we went from um, family to romance, and now oh, we're at the conclusion. <laughs> we're at death. I wish it had been romance, then family, then death, which is yeah, just yeah, the, yeah. The, <laughs> the cycle of life. Hey, if you're listening to this episode, you can... Or you probably have already listened, but that's a great progression if you want to go back. Yeah, switch it around. I think I think Titanic is a nice transition. Titanic is great. I'm just talking like, if we're looking, we saw how Titanic ended. We're looking just at themes themselves and not what you guys do with them within the within the series. Well, this the greatest is love story of all time, Roman, Roman and Juliet. So, how do you decide the next movie? Are we gonna? log off and then you oh discuss, no we decide or right do you now. have to discuss now <laughs> yeah we just, Ooh, just like off the cuff off the cuff thoughts i was gonna ask daniel or emily what is the first movie you think of when you think of death uh death becomes her hmm. is up there uh, but i feel like have you guys watched we'll that for that. the pod no we haven't you just watched it Definitely fairly not, recently yeah. um but i also i mean i'd want a spookier movie than that it's a great movie first movie that comes to mind for me is the seventh seal Ooh. Okay. Those are two very different movies. Chess with death. <laughs> yeah, that that might be a good one. I just watched that a little while ago. Um, I have one, but I'm going to save it for my choice. Oh, you oh, know what it yeah. is. I do. Yeah, okay. can't wait. The first thing I think of is the Evil Dead, mm. but mm. Um, not quite death. Um, we also have zombies as, as as an topic on this list. Yeah, item twelve, or maybe like I don't know like the sixth sense or something mm. yeah i think i might be down for the seventh seal we talked about it briefly like a month or two ago but yeah yeah down. did you watch it recently thomas or it was it was yeah i watched it like a month and a oh, half wow. ago okay. for the first time but i would love to rewatch it because i was blown away by it mm -hmm. blew my mind i haven't seen it in a long time either i've only seen it once i and won't sit in on that episode because i feel like i'd sound dumb but I'll watch it. Be fun. I mean, came, I came up with how smart. How smart are we going to sound talking about Ingmar Bergman? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, what, you're, you got a no, rap line. No, so yeah, I came up with a rap line after oh, watching it. I don't even know if I can. Are you going to reveal recite it? it off the top? Um, I don't know if I could do it perfectly, but uh, essentially, it's like I'm ducking these plagues by playing chess like the Seventh Seal, because he's playing it to get away from the Black yeah, Death. He's prolonging his time. Ducking these plagues by playing chess. <laughs> Max Max Burwall is a big fan of that. He really appreciates. Oh, that good. Song. <laughs> I'm just trying to find a way to fucking put it in the song. <laughs> we'll see. Got to get we'll that see. meter yeah, just right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down to do that. Seventh seal. All right. Next week. Big zone.
Ingmar Bergman. Ooh. Seventh Seal. All <laughs> right. Um, cool. I think that might be it for 106. Thank you for joining us, Emily. Of course. Anytime. This yeah. isn't sharing, I. Sharing your This thoughts. is my living room. Mm-hmm. I live here. <laughs> the fantastic shelf. Of, <laughs> a shelf of curiosities in the background. It really is. Yes. <laughs> Shelves that are falling down and need to be. Slowly collapsing. <laughs> Thomas, you, to could, you, could, you could just pick an object from these shelves to inspire a theme one week and we should add add to the list shelves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you pick from the, the shelf pick, pick from if, the yeah. shelf yeah jesse the body ventura the body is a good theme the body is a good theme. <laughs> yeah. for the listeners like we have an action figure of there's jesse all, the body ventura there's also a goose up there that could be something yeah i wish there was a video element of this because yeah. people would be able to see the the fantastic <laughs> Uh, home, homemade, handmade. Oh yeah, that's why they're collapsed. Shelves. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's just the the brackets are weak. Well, we chose those, so yeah. it's still our fault. <laughs> you have to, next time you need to weld the brackets, make those as well. That would be great. You know, we know someone who's in a blacksmithing we class, do. so maybe we could make that happen. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, make some some fucking hardcore industrial. Put some claws on the That'd end. Be, of them. Oh yeah, claw, clawfoot shelves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Now, now we're yeah, talking shelves. No. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been episode 106 of Vague Zone. If you would like to contact us, you can email us vaguezonepod at gmail.com. If you would like to tweet at us at the controversial website known as Twitter. You can <laughs> hit us up on there while we're still boy, oh boy. tweeting around at, at Vague Zone. Let us know what you think, what you're watching, any questions, comments, concerns, or movie suggestions, please let us know. Or if you have theme suggestions, we're going to be running through them three at a time. Just finished up romance, moving on to death. Oh yeah, I am one of your hosts, Thomas. And I am Daniel. We'll see you next time. Bye.